Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're coming back again, thank you. Thank you to all those who listened to my first episode of the podcast on Spotify and Anchor today, or whatever platform you chose. Today, I am going to be talking about the cultural connotations of the independent black women stereotype. Did you know that black women, especially in America, are three to four times more likely to have complications during their childbirth or to die from childbirth so we're going to be talking about that more and we're going to be breaking it down with some cultural theories and some studies so stay tuned so today I wanted to continue this conversation about race and identity so Paul Gilroy who is uh, one of the cultural theorists who is very well loved, um, one of the few black cultural theorists that we t- study and talk about, um, and he mainly talks about identity and race. He talks about this idea of identification versus identity, and the way that I understand this is, I could be wrong, is that your identification, which um, is your race, sometimes becomes your identity in society for example um using this trope that we're going to discuss and talk more about this idea of the strong independent black woman why is it that when someone meets you they don't they don't know you um but they meet you and you you hear comments like oh you're such a strong independent black woman but how are they supposed to know that they've just met you but all of a sudden this is becoming your identity it's your identification but it's also now your identity yet you've shown no evidence that you are strong or independent and i think that especially for in terms of race and especially black people the stereotypes that we have um become our identification and identity and it's a very like blurred line and we're often identified by our race and a lot of society perceives race to be our whole identity like a black person is this this is what black people are this is what black people do and when it comes to this ideology of a strong independent black woman i believe that it is really toxic and i don't believe it to be a compliment at all and i know that the cultural connotations are very heavy but when people say it, I don't think they understand why they're saying it or why they're so quick to say it. So I just wanted to explore that a little bit more in this podcast episode. So I wanted to talk about Sasha Torres, who wrote a book or a section of a book called Television and Race. Uh, and the edition that I was reading was in 2005. And she looked at like the ethnographics of television in a 40 year time period. And she talks about how um, in early television, uh, blackness was, became a signifier of race. So um, a black person would appear on television or on screen and their whole purpose there would be signified race or otherness. And how during um, civil rights movement and, and all of that, black bodies on screen were a sign of, um, you know, were, depi- were depicted 
you know as violence and they're a sign also of like poverty and of struggle and how over time black people they represented race but this idea of, of race and blackness in a form of you know struggle in a form of suffering or you know overcoming struggle and that was um the idea of, of blackness that was portrayed in media and this idea was then reflected in how society viewed black people and in how society treated black people one thing that is important to to know is that black women they they do take the brunt of a lot of political movement in a way and becomes kind of like sort of martyrs to the movement and everyone is like happy to let black women sacrifice and happy to let black women be the martyrs or society is happy to let black women struggle um Malcolm X said in context of you know America that um the black woman is the most disrespected woman woman in America and Sasha Torres she says um in her section of the book that race may not be real but racism certainly is the idea that race is the social construction is true. However, African American stereotypes are used to rep- used to represent African Americans stem from racial oppression and whites perpetuating certain narratives of black people in order to assert and sustain political power um, in society. And now I'm going to go on to this kind this idea of independent strong black women there are so many tropes that black women have transitioned to transitioned through over the years but one that media is constantly like forcing and perpetuating is this idea of a a strong independent black woman and i was thinking that for me personally um I've experienced being stereotyped as that and it's something that um, as I said earlier that I don't find to be a compliment by any means I find it rather insulting and I find it insulting because I know that because of this this stereotype because of this notion a lot of black women struggle and are limited in in their lives and in their experiences on a daily basis to be considered strong and independent I think that has loads of different social connotations and I think some people might be like oh that's really empowering being strong but I think society tends to um, dehumanize black women on so many levels almost in the sense that like black women are like superhuman and I think when you dehumanize someone and you make them this like superhuman kind of like artificial figure you lose a lot of like empathy for them and this is um, reflected in the statistics. So um, a lot of black women are dying from pregnancy. So when I first learned this, I was really, really shocked. But the reality, um, I'll use the UK stat first. So in the UK, black women are more likely to die from childbirth and complications surrounding it than white women. And shockingly in America, black women are three to four times more likely to die from giving birth which is insane in my opinion like as a black woman if I was living in America 
you know, I'd have more chances of, of dying from child from giving birth than, than most things. Even um, Serena Williams and Beyonce, they they experience complications to giving birth and Serena, Welcome, Serena Williams has been quite vocal about it and something obvious to mention is that these women are, you know, well-loved, very rich, very powerful, they have money, they're not poor. Um, Serena Williams share, has shared her experiences by writing many articles and it's been well broadcasted that during her pregnancy, um, right about when she was about to give birth, she felt that something was really, really wrong and she was very concerned but she went to the nurse and she was insistent that something was wrong but she was continually like dismissed um, but she kept insisting and then they found out that there was a complication and that something was wrong but she almost died giving birth to her daughter Olympia so I'm thinking you know what if this was another woman that wasn't in this in the status of Serena Williams or didn't have money or didn't have people advocating for her so if Serena Williams um concerns you know are dismissed and she has to be vigilant and diligent just to get her help at during her pregnancy then I think that's pretty relevant and reflective of the, the seriousness of the situation and I think this is relevant to the point of this ideology of a strong independent black woman because for some reason or well for many reasons um this idea has been internalized and it's become in my opinion quite dangerous so black women are not being taken seriously when they express the pains they are feeling because they are perceived i think there was actually a study done and it came, came out something like that black women are perceived to have higher, a higher tolerance of pain. And I'm like, what? As if black women are some sort of like, you know, like animals or have this like superhuman strength. And in an article from the BBC, this woman, uh, one of the stories actually, loads of different stories, but this woman shared her experience, a similar experience actually to Serena, um, that during her pregnancy, she felt she was treated differently because of her race than other expectant white mothers she felt that they were treated with more compassion and empathy and when she raised her concerns she was told that she was overthinking it even when she felt worse than she should have and I think that that is shocking and that is really sad and really worrying that black women are in a society where they are almost forced to be strong that they have no other choice and I want to say something to like what is strong i think strong is many things um and i think that just because you're emotional or you are compassionate have empathy does not mean you're not a strong person but i think this i this idea that of black women being strong is very narrow of them being um you know superhuman of them not feeling emotion of them working hard constantly sacrificing themselves giving to everyone, not taking time to self-care, being political warriors, being social justice warriors, like all these things. I think that definition of strong is toxic. And most black women I know um, have had an experience growing up where they've felt because of society and the standards and the pressures, they have to be strong all the time, um, that they can't be emotional or they can't admit when, when they're struggling. But I think using this example of Serena Williams and Beyonce and the reality that black women um, face, 
and the, the societal structures and ideologies that enforce and facilitate in a way that their struggles is important and that is pretty much why I don't want people well there are many reasons why I don't want people to call me a strong independent black woman but this is one of them and the trope of independent black women is still around and there are many ways to talk about this trope and there are many ideas surrounding it but this is one that I felt important to talk about have I spoken about it well or in great detail I'm not sure but I tried to keep it brief because um we don't have all the time in the world but it is an important conversation and something to think about in general the last point I have is that aside from black women who this affects mostly um I think we have this um pressure on women to be to be strong all the time I remember this mother's day I was seeing every, everyone's mother's day post and I remember in every post I saw is about how their mother was strong and I was like all, so all you can say is that your, your mother your mum is strong like uh, in my head I was like you know like you know I was a little bit triggered because I was just thinking why is it that we in, in society we reward women for fitting into this idea of being strong there are so many things that women are but we choose to focus on this we, cho- we choose to focus on the women you know and, and when I asked these people, I was like, oh, why is your mum strong? And when I read the comments or the reasons why they said their mum strong, it's because she sacrifices herself, she gives everyone or everything, she does not think about herself. I'm like, oh, so we are rewarding that. And I just, in my opinion, I did not like it. And I think that there are many good things about women and womanhood. And yes, women are strong that is not the only thing they are and they should not be defined by being strong women are allowed to be weak I say weak quotation marks because I don't really believe in that stereotype or that um that the connotations of that word should I say um but this I don't know society's expectations of women are interesting to talk about especially in the cultural context so I will be talking about those in later episodes but I hope you've enjoyed this episode once again thank you so much for joining me for this important conversation thank you so much for all those that watched my first episode and that have also come back for this one I really do appreciate it if you are new once again welcome if you have anything you'd like to say or add a comment, please take the time to message me. I would love to hear from you. If you want to find me, you can find me at forthecultures.wordpress.com or you can email me at forthecultures at gmail.com. Thank you.